first and foremost, thank you for listening to this part one of this two-part series that we're doing on the Jeju Massacre. Here at Me, You, and Jeju, we try, well, this being our second year <laughs> doing this, but we try to highlight in April and March and May uh, aspects of the Jeju Massacre because it is such an important part of Jeju's history. So mm. um, that's what we're here to do for you today in this like special insert that we're going to be doing um, that's going to be a part of our second part, which comes out about a week after this, which will be dealing with the apologies that the government has given to Jeju Island for this atrocity. Um, now, before we kind of get into the, the introduction or the primer about what the Jeju Massacre is, Alexis, when did you first hear about this? Because I don't think many people who come here actually know about what the massacre is when before Definitely they get not. here. Right. Right. I, you know, honestly, Daryl, I don't quite remember, but I know it wasn't immediate. I, I know for sure it wasn't my first year. I don't even think it was my second year. Um, I wasn't very clued into anything historic uh, about Jeju. So mm -hmm. I don't and I don't honestly, I don't even remember what was the first time I heard about it or if it was just like a newspaper article or the Jeju Weekly. Mm -hmm. I just remember suddenly being aware of it and how big of a um, a deal it was, how, how truly awful and how, how much of an impact it had on the island. So it just mm. sort of went from nothing to like, whoa, that's big. That's a great way to put it. Cause I felt, I don't remember the first time I heard of it, Yeah, but after that, it's all I could really see everywhere for a while. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And then you're, I was really paying attention to, um, the monuments mm -hmm. and you know then i made an effort to go on the uh, the dark tour um mm -hmm. and made an effort to start reading books and articles about it so but yeah. it, it really was just like all of a sudden just oh that's mm. a big deal you know and, there, and the, partially par, uh, part of that is because the government has been trying to push it a lot more it, since like yes. 2010 right like before yes. then there wasn't this tourism aspect the dark tourism aspect right. to it or trying to make the trails that they have everywhere now and even the english versions of things mm -hmm. you know so that we could even learn if we wanted to learn about it things weren't even available or mm -hmm. what was available in english was really limited right just an example of that just by my house i've take my dog on this walk in Jungmoon all the time. And just the other day, I noticed there's a placard there, like a, a large metal steel green placard, mm -hmm. which you can now find it all over the place in mm. various parts of the city. And mm. it was just pointing out where a, a old historical uh, landmark in relation to Sesam was. And I'd never seen it before. Like, I just never noticed it before. So there's a lot more of yeah. in-your-face 4-3 uh, iconography and images yes. and... Uh, things like that that make people aware that weren't here before. Right. So, but yeah. having said that, I mean, it is so, which is why we're doing this episode. Mm -hmm. It is so much information. Mm -hmm. um, when I did first start learning about it, it was, I thought, oh, I'm, I'm doing a good job educating myself, you know, um, only to find out that it was just, you could study this as for mm -hmm. our listeners, Daryl is quite uh knowledgeable about the subject and i feel like i know a lot myself but i it's such a vast subject that it's uh -huh. hard to say that you're an expert or hard to say that you know details which is why we chose to do this uh, mm -hmm. primer this uh little education yeah episode. consider 
consider it a, like a, a like a little booklet or leaflet about four, exactly. three, four years. Exactly. Um, and that's a really interesting point because it depends on what information you choose, right? What information oh. you learn about it detect, oh, like, yeah. depicts what you actually know, like how you view the massacre, right? Like um, <clears throat> one of the, so well, let's just get into this now and talk about one of the best ways to probably start talking about Sasam or the massacre is the fact that it doesn't have an official name. A lot of people do not know that it's still waiting to get a name, even though people call it Sasam 4-3, April 3rd. Which Jeju, is, Jeju Massacre. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jeju Uprising, Jeju Revolt. Jeju Uprising. There's mm -hmm. all these names, and the government has gone with Jeju Incident because it's trying to be as politically neutral as possible in yeah. English. And in Korean, yeah. Sagon, I think is the term, has a, has a little more weight to it than it does in English, definitely, definitely. Right? It's two different things for uh, sure in the two different languages, yeah. And so <clears throat> depending on what information you get will kind of frame what political outlook you have on it because it gets pulled and and and, mm -hmm. and chewed upon that way. So, But the way that I like to talk about it has to do with you have to go kind of go back to the liberation from Japan, and then that's kind of far back. But the reason why that is is because Jeju was under a huge social economic overhaul after the liberation. So you had 60,000 Jeju residents essentially overnight come from Japan back to Jeju. But they didn't just come back as like, you know, laborers or whatnot. A lot of them got educations over there. Mm -hmm, so they came mm -hmm. back as highly educated mm -hmm. uh Relatively, I mean, some of them probably went to university and stuff with that, but they came back with like high school degrees and so forth, came back to a place where there were no jobs in the middle of a, a, of a famine and a cholera outbreak. So there was a lot of like oh, unrest. See, no, that's interesting. See, like I said, our <laughs> listener, I had no idea that the outbreak, I don't, I think that like I'm searching my memory banks right now. I don't remember that ever being talked about. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, and I just okay. mentioned that to show that like, it's not just how much was going on, how much was going yes. on at that time. Yeah. And that's just from the local, uh, the, the, the Jeju people the who are coming yeah. back here. Right. Yeah. And I think this is probably something uh, our listeners are probably going to say this a couple times during this podcast. Mm -hmm. You must remember that we are just trying to give a very, very yeah. simple version. As I mentioned before, even educated, even people that study this, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's a never ending process as documents become available, as more information comes available. So mm -hmm. really just keep in mind that we are doing a cliff notes version for you, mm -hmm. just a basic education. And, and before I keep getting, and, and if we do any, make any mistakes or anything, please forgive yes. us. Yes, because we're, we're, we're not. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's a lot of information uh, to maintain and and to hold in one's head. But yeah, so agreed. So that's mm. a good point to start with, which is just where uh, the JG people were at the you know, time. Yeah, and mentally, and yeah. Before we get back to that, I should explain. Like the massacre was from 1947 to 54. Mm -hmm. Technically, that's the whole time of it, and it resulted in the deaths of 30,000 island residents. At least 300 villages were burned to the ground. More than 40,000 homes were destroyed, and most of this was at the hands of the uh, South Korean government. 80% of it is believed to be blamed on them, but 10-20% on the rebels. So, but how did we get to this point of, like, tumult and, you know, taking Jeju into a tinderbox? One of it has to do with the fact that there was all these people who came to the island, no jobs, famine, 
all that kind of stuff. Another part was that there was great disdain for Japan and Japanese collaborators yes. due to Jeju's treatment by underneath Japanese colonial rule. What um, people who live here now know is that Jeju was like a fortified base. It's a very important strategic place in uh, Asia because of like where it's positioned in the ocean. The waters and, surrounding it, et cetera, yes. Yeah, close to China, close to Japan. Yep. And yep. it was fortified as essentially a base by Japan. And like uh, when I said 60,000 troops, I uh, mean, Jeju residents came here, 50,000 Japanese troops went back, right? That's how many Japanese troops were on here. And they expected like 100,000 people to be killed if a war was to happen on Jeju Island. So they were the Jeju people were used as forced labor to dig the tunnels that are now here and the caves so, the Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of anger towards them. And then the third major piece has to do with the the United States. Touchy. Yeah. Yeah, very very touchy. And we're we're, we're going to try not yeah. to go to get too, too political. We're going to try to go down the middle of the road yep. is I think yep. what what we're going to do. Here. And for, you know, you know, and, and at some later date, we'll have another podcast going into other stuff. But yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. And, mm. you know, you can educate yourself further. We'll be posting links and and uh, to newspaper articles and books and stuff. And one could always go to the JG43 Peace Museum as well. But yeah, yeah. perfect place to but go yeah. and spend a, like a, a, a long time there. So so we're talking about now what you have led us into is the uh -huh. Japanese occupation is coming to an end. Yep. People have come back home, and where are we now, Daryl? So we are in after 19, August of 1945, after that. So there's a famine that's beginning during uh, this period. There's cholera breakout. Mm -hmm. There's all these people here, uh, mm -hmm. lots of... and But Jeju is seen as different than the mainland by the Americans, and they don't come here for like two months. Right. Right? So there's a power vacuum that is just... Like no, like no one's governing, but these the, these groups called the People's Committees, they kind of take over the local governance here on Jeju, and that works well enough, right? And then when the yep. Americans do come here, they work, they collaborate together. Yes, yes. You know? There's a great quote in the book that talks about it's about uh, an American named Mead, uh, and he says mm -hmm. that essentially the only government government on Jeju is the People's Committee, and you know, and it's kind of like a leftist leaning group. Um, well, not kind of, it is. Ed educated. Yeah. Well, that's why the education matters, right? The right. fact that they came back so educated. Right. They started founding schools like crazy right. on the island. So all And that's people... an important part of this as well, is that mm -hmm. now we're dividing the people almost with this education and not educated mm -hmm. and the occupation and everything. So now it's, it's really, it's quite a, mm -hmm. I'm losing my words here, but it's quite a, it's starting to cause quite a rift yeah yeah and then so you have these people's committees that are the government and everything's working well except for mm -hmm. there's these like in a little inklings of corruption with the americans right uh which is interesting because we actually know who like we have the it's a handful it's like 47 or something like that and right. we know who these people are we know their names and the, some of them interesting in my research some of them brought their families here Right. Yeah, like we're that. we're definitely we're diving too far. It is well, very yeah. interesting, and we could have yeah. a whole yeah. Let's, sure, let's, I'll, I'll, let's, I'll skip over that. I'll keep going, and so you guys, this is going to be such a hard episode to just like keep going. Yeah, America's right, here, so, and um, corruption, and yep. then in uh, August of 1946, Jeju becomes its old province. Now, right, 
this sounds really bureaucratic because it is, but the problems with that yes. is um, the leftists on Jeju didn't really want it because it has to do with taxes. It has to do with then you have to bring a police force. It's all and police separatists, force. Yes, yes. And mm -hmm. you have to take care of yourself. And, you know, to this day for listeners, some people might not even be aware of this. Jeju still is its own province. And, mm -hmm. um, at, for instance, at the beginning of the pandemic, we weren't a part of what was going on on the mainland. The mainland was doing rules, mm. you know, and I was making posts on Facebook and the mm. groups I run. I, I would always be quick to say this is happening on the mainland, but Jeju mm. has yet to make their own set of rules. So this comes, this is, we have our own lottery system. I mean, we, it's, mm -hmm. it's a, it really is its own province and its own entity. And it's a big thing now, right? It's a huge thing now, but and, at the beginning, mm. there we go. Yeah, and people were worried because it meant like they had to get their own food and supplies. And, Absolutely. It's a big it's deal a, to cut oneself off like that, yes. And then it instantly it probably be, I believe it became the poorest province overnight, like just like that, yeah. right? Like there's happen, no agriculture yes. here, right? right? No. So, <clears throat> and, but what also what happens with that is then you need a government. And then so yeah. we He's have the people's step up. Committee. Where are we going to put people? Yep, yep. Yeah, and, but the, people, the people's committee are the government. Yep. But they got banned a Along with the South Korean Workers Party of Korea, because that's kind of the umbrella they fell under. If that's the Communist Party, even right. though they weren't necessarily weren't. a communist organization like that. And this is where it gets tricky as well, is mm. because that still haunts the families to this day. Is you mm. know this label that was given. So w mm. let's keep on going there. Yeah, and so hold, keep that in your mind, kind of, because yes. it's important to remember Very. Uh, the communist as aspect okay. about that kind of thing. So they got rid of the People's Committee and they started putting their own like rightist Japanese collaborators, you know, people who were the police under yes. Japan. They put them in power again and they put on a, dem a democrat democratic, like a right in charge of the country, uh, uh, in charge of the province, which the People's Committees did not like. They were very upset about it. Of course. Be yeah. yeah. Because they were like kind of there was assurances. We thought we were moving on past this, right? So mm -hmm. and now it it to to one it would seem like a huge backward step, really. Yeah, so, back to another occupation in a right, way. Right, exactly. Sort and, of. and we had just really yeah. the island had just finished. So and mm -hmm. yeah, so there we go. And incidentally, the the first what is considered the first anti-American protest actually happened on Jeju by high school and middle school students in February of 1947. Amazing. Because, yeah, which I don't like a lot. Of, it's not necessarily a huge protest, but it but, is I mean, important that it's first. And it was right? an organized protest. Yeah. Too, so it wasn't just like a, it was yeah. it was thought out and organized. So, and, so moving on, Daryl. So now we're in what year are we now? We're in February of okay. 1947. Okay. So to recap, Jeju residents dislike Japanese, Japanese collaborators. The island has high unemployment rate. Well, it suffers a famine and cholera breakup. Jeju Bad becomes conditions. a province. Mm hmm. Giving them a larger police presence and the people's uh, committees who have been leading the province have been disbanded. On top of this, there's the rumblings of the divide of South Korea. So this is where the issue where we're talking about North Korea, uh, it's communism becomes more and more in play. Right, right. In, on March 1st, 1947 is the official start of the massacre because that is the beginning of the shooting incident. Now, and now we recognize that as, uh, what is the name now? The shooting incident. It's just called oh, the shooting incident. Okay, yeah, okay, March 1st gotcha. shooting incident okay. is what I believe, like, it's all I've ever That's seen called that. Okay. But okay. Do, you, do, do you, we've talked about this. Do you remember much about it? 
Yes, yes, uh, yes. Uh, the organized protests at the at the um, the palace. Yeah, Gwendokjong Pavilion. Yeah, Pavilion. Sorry, yeah, I always. Why, why do I think that's a palace? I don't know. Sometimes yeah. kind of looks like. It does kind of, yeah. yeah. So organizers uh, were there um, peacefully protesting, mm -hmm. and um, the cops came, the yeah. police officers came. Yeah, well, there's the police station was in Gwendokjong Pavilion, like in the same area. Same area. Right, mm -hmm. so 30,000 people came. March 1st is Korea. Isn't that crazy to think about that number, too? Yeah. Like, when you just think about a protest like that on this tiny island, because mm. this island is small. When I think about numbers like that, I'm always just blown away. So 30,000 people are at yeah. the pavilion. Especially since the island was like 300,000 people. That was right. like and one you, tenth. And, and we need to remember, this is the year... And we also need to remember as uh, not only was Korea behind the times, but we, we're not talking about information getting spread via, yeah. you know, this wasn't, this wasn't easily achieved, this, mm -hmm. this protest. So, yeah. So 30,000 people are congregated there mm -hmm. and the protest is ostensibly about the dissolving of the People's Committee. It's not so much about the. I mean, we talk. Go back to our episode with Brendan, Brendan Ryder about that. We we he schooled me on it because I was just flippantly saying it had to do with the divide of Korea. But it's right, like we said, it's more complicated than that. It, it, yeah. And um, during this congregation, this rally, a horse kicked a child, a six-year-old kid. A police, and, a police horse. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. A yes. Police with a police That's officer important. on top of on it. On top of it, yeah. Uh, mounted, kicked a child, and in anger over because these policemen are also from the mainland. They're not Jeju. They're native. not Jeju people, right? And the island has been shipping in police in anticipation of this rally, which is technically illegal, but that's a different for a different time. Um, you can see how listeners, you can hear, you can hear how we're going to struggle through this. But we're here. We go. Keep going. Uh, kick the child, and out of anger, people will start throwing rocks at the police officer and his horse. Mm -hmm. And uh, the police officer goes back to the, the station. station, where police officers armed with guns open fire, who are also not from the mainland, and uh, who are also from the mainland, and they mm -hmm. kill six people and injure six more. Two more injured at a local hospital, but that's we talked about that Another, earlier, yeah. mm -hmm. and. This is like if Jeju was a like a tinderbox, now it's starting to smolder and become a fire. Absolutely. This, this was this was the how how did you say this to me once? You this was literally the the beginning of it. Yeah, this would have yeah. been the, the, the spark that lit the fire. Yeah, it just for it, and right? now now we're just going mm. downhill and fairly quickly because Fa March yeah. March is a busy and I don't mean that in a funny way. March is a busy month in mm. Jeju of a, a lot of a lot of things are happening here, which we will be posting a mm -hmm. uh, more information on our Instagram about the, this, how March plays out. So keep an eye for that. Yeah. And then the next big thing. So after this event is this incident, the people of Jeju are kind of, they, they congregate, they start organizing and they come up with demands, five demands from the police, or they're going to go on a general strike. The demands include executing police officers, Getting rid of Japanese uh, Japanese collaborators from police mm -hmm. ranks, mm -hmm. so forth, yeah. and so they don't do this. On January 10, they go on strike, and this strike uh, is pretty starts off pretty big, but it keeps growing and growing and growing. 
with more people from different villages coming and taking part. And we talked earlier about the education and the building of the of the schools, right? Yes. Well, a lot of the people involved in this are teachers. So Which is a big deal. Make a note of that, listeners, because they also get the title, you know, mm -hmm. of communism and socialist and yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> so it keeps growing. And because of this, the the... The protest, uh, the the general strike, which was unprecedented in Korea at that time, the mm -hmm. police start to, and the American military start getting worried. They send more police down here. They start arresting uh, all the all the leaders of the of the religious of the the organizers, putting them in jail, and then they're yep. starting rumors about rumors people. of abuse. I think we might have a little freeze problem. Well, yeah. So you end. I last word I heard is abuse. Yeah. So. Yes. Okay. Uh, I think we're having some issues here. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. I, I think we're good. So exactly, torture. Torture is what the people of Jeju start hearing, and the yes. the, the protest the the general start starts to wane after the twentieth because you can you can only arrest so many people, but. Right. And start, but this is where the scene. And the idea is, we need to quell the the police officers, the mainlanders, the Americans. Mm -hmm. Is the, the the whole purpose of this is we need to quell this. Uh -huh. it needs to be stopped. And this, you know, this is hence the arrest and stuff like this. We just need to put this to an end. Uh -huh. And so, this is when Jeju starts getting the term as a rebellious province. Right. Right. This is. And, what, mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead, Daryl. Uh, there was a, a man who came, uh, a Korean, so, uh, like the head of the National Peace came to the mainland. And he said that there's a rebellious, like, aura, a rebellious, you know, lineage in Jeju, which is actually quite true. And I'm going to stamp it out is essentially right. what he tells Jeju. Right. And he's really brutal about that and, and the language kind of and the accusations are mm -hmm. it's a very strong which will haunt jeju people and jeju families that mm -hmm. uh, were killed or take place in this uh, event this title has we will talk about that later in the next episode with mm -hmm. the apologists but um it will haunt them until you know now still yeah still so this is a big deal and so this is March 1947, and so between March 1947 and mm -hmm. April 3rd, 1948, mm -hmm. which is the day the massacre gets its name from, mm -hmm. uh, things continue to build with arrests, with little skirmishes between uh, police and uh, the leftists Locals. on mm -hmm. the the island until, um, and at the same time, this is also when they're building up the uh, general election. May 10, 1948 is the general election of Korea, and... The, if you vote in this election for a president of South Korea, it feels like you're voting for the division of the country. Jeju is very much against that. So as we're lo getting closer to that date, on April 3rd, 1948, 350 badly armed guerrillas attacked 12 police boxes on Jeju in the middle of the night. They come down from the mountain at dawn, start lighting stuff on fire, and... This is where the date comes from because of the original impetus to try to blame all of the deaths on the on rebels. These, yeah. Right. The actual oh. rebels, mm -hmm. if you will. Yeah. 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 See, because the left, some of the people who are on the left of this issue try to say that there weren't communist rebels on Jeju, but the, there were. It's they just were. not. 
Right. Thousands and thousands, I think. Not thousands and 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 not a part of them. Hence, they're trying to. Exactly. Uh, you know, make sure that this is like they're mm. they're not actually. It's just us. So they're they're trying to make sure that they're not getting named this. Yeah. So now the rebels come down. They mm. attack the police, the police areas. Mm-hmm. And. Th- <clears throat> on that day, and then they actually they attack some of the Northwest Youth League too, which are these like gangs, re- North Korean refugee gangs that come down here, mm. um, and it's it's pretty brutal. Like they do kidnappings, they do behead. Like it's not it, it, it's not it's nice. a it's a big deal. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's very showy. It's very mm, showy. Very good point. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is quite showy. And mm-hmm. but the response from the police is so hard that it wraps the entire island in it right yes. like there after that it, there's fighting between the two sides and there's a negotiation that they try to get between the uh the military and the rebels peace but talks, that, if you will yes yeah yeah but that gets kiboshed yep um we'll get into that in another time and <clears throat> and and then the general the may 10 general election comes up a month after this and jeju's the only one to success, successfully boycott it and that kind of, for anybody in power's mind, solidifies for them that Jeju is not only a rebellious island, yes. it's, a, it's a communist island. Yes, yes. And, and there we go. Yeah. That, that word is just now, now this is it, you know? Yeah. And the person that they elect is, is uh, Ri Sing Myung, who's a, anti, a staunch anti-communist. And so his, and because Jeju originally didn't vote for him at all or for anybody. He sees it as a threat to the government. Yeah, his power. Mm -hmm. Just government of Korea, too. And so that October, as the fighting continues, um, the South Korean military, which is now the South Korean military, because before that it was underneath the American... Right. Yeah. Um, They put a uh, prohibited axis inland further than three miles from the coast and say that anybody who is found in the mountainous regions of Jeju will be treated as a rioter and shot to death because it was believed, well, it wasn't believed, it's where the rioters were hiding. So to make that more clear for our listeners, you have to remember, of course, this was, what year, remind us, 1947, 1947 was the shooting incident, 1948 was the April 3rd. So to just put that in easier terms, what they want here is that everyone must come down from the mountains or, you know, even even normal people that had higher uh, elevation Mm -hmm. of of living. Everyone needed to come down and to be in a ring around the Jeju coast, essentially. So this is what they've ordered and demanded. Yeah. Three miles, though. Three miles. Right. Which is you guys, you know, everyone needs to really think about that you know like mm. that's crazy so mm. everything needs to be right here and again under control mm-hmm. yeah easily like, controlled that's the goal easily yeah. controlled so keep going right. from there and, and to be able to like to figure out because they're not from here they don't know who's right. who and what's what and, and they don't even know the towns and the villages or anything it just mm-hmm. this is how they they have chosen to go about this everyone needs to be in sight and easily viewed easily handled mm. Yeah, and then so in November now, so that was okay. done in October where the ring, the pro, the the mm-hmm. consider it like a quarantine of most of the inland of Jeju. Right. Re secretly declares martial law in November 
After, uh, and what this does is hands over control over Jeju to the military. And again, secretly, very important. So yeah. here we go. People still debate this military court martial, like this, yes. this, um, the, the order, the yeah. order, yeah, like whether or not it was legal or not, or what have you. And most, I think it's generally thought of as illegal, but right. Uh, I'm not a scholar in that. So, right. so and again, we're, that's a whole nother thing. So here yeah. we are. Now we have martial law. Mm-hmm. And the military executes a scorched earth policy on the ma- on the quarantine area, which is they would go from village to village, burning it all down. So uh, be- because they didn't know who was a rider, who wasn't. And after they gave this quarantine, they just treated everybody as such. As- Yes, everybody was a bad person now. So literally going from village to village and, and, and you know, there's stories that you are recounted of like one village being able to see the fire in the next town and, and, and things yeah. like this or hearing the screams and crazy, crazy stories about yeah. this. I mean, the mm. fact that they were burning the, the, the animals. So the JG people were even eating mm-hmm. the animals because they, you remember this is a famine time. So uh-huh. when the animals it, were being burnt, there are stories of kids saying that was the first time they ever had cow or, you know, things like this. So this was mm. a this was just a massive annihilation of villages. It, it breaks my heart. Like I've interviewed yes. this one woman who uh, she's she she was a daughter. She was very young at the time and she had th- three siblings and most like her siblings died from mal- like from lack of food, from malnourishment. Because it was they, just wiped completely yeah. wiped so now mm. we're town to town is being burnt and yeah. and you know they're just keep on going mm. around but this is what and and it's brutal because i mentioned it briefly before that they had the northwest youth league so these northwest youth league essentially consider them like a gang of angry north koreans who were sent here to sick on people that were that they thought were communists and these guys were like had no rules and no. were brutal. Really, really. When we say brutal, I mean, horrible things were happening mm-hmm. to everybody. The women were being raped. I mean, it, it was just a, just think of the worst thing you can think of. This is what's going on right mm-hmm. now. Along with the, everything being burned. I mean, so there's no, there's no hiding at this point. And well, there are, well mm-hmm. that leads yeah. us to more, right? Yeah. So like, this is, when people think of the massacre, this is what they think of. They think of this period from 19, from the winter of 39, 39, f- uh, 48, 48 to 49. Right. This is when mo- the majority the of the 30,000 people yeah. are killed in this like scorchers uh, plan that they have that massive uh, mm. graves. Uh, mass graves. Why did mm. I say mass? Yeah, mass graves being you know yeah. done and 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 dead bodies be just being buried all over the islands. And and rioters who were caught and tried, they were tried in mass uh, like trials at the airport Firings. where the airport mm-hmm. is. At the now. airport. And mm-hmm. a lot of them, those who who were convicted to death, were killed right then and there. Yeah. And others and of just, them were sent to. Different prisons, Mukpo, yeah. and all over the place. Well, and that, like, even that, I mean, this is how wild of a story this is, but even the airport, that is a massive uh, a gravesite. Yeah. So even when that was built, I mean, there was no respect for um, these people and their families that had mm. died. You can just see that, but you know, now that there's an airport on this. So mm. this is a this is a big deal. So and now so after this massive purge, there are still rebels, but th- 
the numbers are so, like the, at the max, I think it was 2000 rebels. I think that's yeah. all it was. Yes, something right. absolutely <clears throat> ludicrous of a low number. Yeah, and as the as as like it continues, the 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 massacre technically still continues, and there's like hundred, there's like dwindling numbers, and the uh, military continues to send these troops out into the into the hills to to catch them and to kill them. To the hiding to the hiding people, to be clear. So at this yeah. point now, nobody has homes, or they're they're mm. they have caught winds of what's happening, and they're mm. leaving their villages before uh, the the troops come, and they're all now heading mm. inland mm-hmm. and to higher grounds. Yeah, and so. Um, and remember, but, there's a martial law saying no. Yeah. So here we go. Yeah. And but and so when most when the majority of the people are die- killed, the the uh, the houses are gone, the villages are gone. Like don't Long want. Gone. Like for a lot of people who are new to the island, they know about Shinwa World, and to get to Shinwa World from pretty much from where I am on the south side of the island, Jungmun, you have to go through this rotary called Dongwan. Dongwon used to be a, one of the villages that just doesn't exist anymore. And there's yeah. tons of them like that. Yes, yes. Um, and so, but so after 49, when we get into 49, it's, it's all this carnage is pretty much done. But yet the perimeter still exists. Yes. They start fortifying these towns, all the towns with these big, huge uh, stone fences. Guard shacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've interviewed people who said like their their father died building those building things. This. Which there's a a like a, a, a symmetry, a disgusting symmetry of like Jeju people building tunnels for inter Japanese, and then Jeju people building these walls, walls to keep out like their brothers essentially, and people that their neighbors that they know that hid in the mountains. And so a lot of people got wrapped up in it just because they were young men. If you were young men, you were kind of assumed to be a rider too. Uh, yes, yeah, on the wrong side of things. Yeah. Right. And so now now mm. they're now people families have been chased away and are now uh, living inland mm. and up high. And so just remember mm. that these walls are to keep them trapped out. Yeah. You know, so if you yeah. chose to go run and do something, mm. now you're essentially trapped by your but, own, mm. by your own, unfortunately, by your own brothers, like you said, your yeah. own family in some instances. And, and things were the kind of calming, not calming down, yeah, but I mean, but, there's a few of them, but also the well, Korean War starts in 1950. Yes. And so, focus is changing. And... Um, and it's people and the Americans are actually here and it's just small little thing, like small little like groups that are going up into the mountain to find last hunt, who are hunt. let's use the word hunt, ferrets. Hunt. Yeah. Yep. It's really terrible. Actually, some of them, uh, near the end of the war, they were trained in Hawaii and they were brought here to, to go do that in preparation because the, the, the terrain is so similar. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why the massacre ends in 1954 is, is on September 21st, they remove the ban. And that is and the ban of martial, the martial law, the perimeter ban. So now martial, this is mm. the secret. The secret one is now yeah. officially unsecretly well, lifted. Is that correct? Martial law only lasted for like a month or two. Right. OK. Uh, OK. Thanks that. for that. It, clearing yeah. That it, this was the the ban on the the land, the the, the, the quarantine of from 
three, three kilometers. miles inward, right? Okay. And so that is officially the end of the massacre. Okay. Uh, but it doesn't... Doesn't I, stop there, per se. Not really. Like, no, when I interview people, I always ask them, like, when does the massacre end for you? Because it ends for everyone differently here, I've been finding uh, out. Yes, yes. You know, like, it's... Because that's such an arbitrary date. For some people, it continues until today because they live with the black scar of of being labeled a, you know, being labeled a rebel, being labeled a a communist. I mean, and this, and just to be clear about that, listeners, this is not you. It would be, it would be like coming out of prison nowadays, where you couldn't get a job because you're police record. So this is the same thing that is happening Mm -hmm. to people who had literally nothing to Mm -hmm. do with anything, but now their name, their family name Mm -hmm. has a black mark on it. So they're they're unable to get jobs. They're unable to continue providing for the families. This is on top of the horrors that they Mm -hmm. witness and that they live through. Mm -hmm. You know, horrible to say, it would have been, you know, for the people, oh, God, I don't even want to say that aloud, but living through it was almost worse than mm-hmm. having perished in the incident because this was not a just a, like Daryl said, snapping your fingers and being done. This was an mm-hmm. uh, uh, ever going through their lifetime, mm-hmm. through their yeah. children's lifetime. I spoke to this one man who was on the main, who left JJ. A lot of people couldn't live here Could if they had criminal records associated right, so they were to the just master. trying to go get jobs and they had to like mm-hmm. basically just get out and go do a whole new thing mm-hmm. and there on the mainland they would try to do a business or have a job and they would still be harassed by police still so it, it was it just it just wasn't ending and that's very important with mm-hmm. when we when we uh get to our next part two of the episode when we're talking mm-hmm. to the apologist you'll really start to understand how important the apology was but uh, again a whole nother that's a whole nother episode but what mm-hmm. little impact i mean it it it's just it's still ongoing to this day so this was it's just um yeah. such a big thing such yeah. a big thing yeah, uh, it it affects. There's not one Jeju if Jeju resident Local, who has yeah. not been uh, affected by absolutely it. Absolutely not. Yeah. Right. And some. I, yeah. Absolutely not. And I, and, I, and you know one of the things I think, and hmm. we kind of talk, we touch base about this. What I find really interesting is Korea in itself just you know swept it under the rug. Mainlanders are not even educated. Uh, to an, uh, to a degree of what happened in Jeju. Mm, good point. You know, yeah. it, it is, it's not. This is not common knowledge. This is just knowledge in recent years where mm. uh, people that didn't have a direct impact now have more knowledge about it. But if you were to go to, a, you know, up to the mainland and just be like, oh, you know, I was studying this. You're. Mm. It doesn't. It's not ringing anybody's bells. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Or like they have a very vague. Understanding which is, of which is crazy because this yeah. is a huge, huge, huge thing that happens right they, here on the islands. And they come here to go vacation, and they have and no they come idea. here to go vacation right. and have no idea about the history. Which yeah. is when the dark dark tour started. Yeah. It caused a lot of drama because of the idea of it is the dark tour. But mm. I, it was just so in such an important thing to happen in the moving on process and the recognition process. Mm. And I, I applaud the dark tour people. Cause when that, that really made a big difference in uh, education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, uh, so I guess that this is about part one yeah. from this point, 
next time we're going to talk about how the island kind of not moved away from it, but the next stages of what force and hit it. And I I think, I think proper term really hit it because Jeju people also, I don't want, I don't want it to seem like everyone was hiding this because Jeju people didn't want to have this black mark on their name. So they were hiding it as well as the Mm -hmm. Korean government was hiding it. Everybody was just sweeping it under the rug. Well, it it was taboo here. Absolutely. You just don't talk about it. Yeah. Because you don't want to, can you and, imagine? Well, some your, people. Your whole family yeah. was massacred, and and you just can't even have a, a, a conversation about it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I no. can't fathom that. No. Like, it's all the under the successive dictators that followed. It was just, and sometimes it was illegal. People would be arrested. People would be beaten by the mm-hmm. secret police and mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But we'll get into a bit more of yeah. that in part two. We yeah. have already gone over yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, we, we were like, Daryl and I, were, we were like, let's just keep this short and sweet. But it's just so hard to. But we, I'll tell mm-hmm. you what, listeners, what we are going to do is we have um, extended our website. Mm-hmm. So when you go to our website, you know, of course, you can find links to our Instagram, our Facebook. You can find links to um all of the podcasts and all the, the the ways you listen, Google, Spotify, all that stuff. But what we've also are are doing right now is we're updating our website to include what we think are relevant relevant links. Mm-hmm. So Daryl and I will make the effort. One, you know, we're we're trying to get that up and running. But under this podcast, uh, which will be episode number what? Darryl? This this will be twenty one, I believe. Okay, I'm so glad you have a memory for numbers because I certainly don't. So yeah, I, what we will try to do is because we did keep this brief, but mm-hmm. we will just try to throw up a couple um, mm-hmm. links to books or a couple articles that either I really liked or that Daryl thought was very interesting. And then yeah. if you choose to, you can try to start to get a bigger grasp because we did really skip a lot of things. I mean, a whole lot. Yeah, you, you could talk about this forever and still just not. No. So we're just going to throw up a few a few things up there so that if you want to kind of educate yourself a little bit more, we mm. we will provide some ways to do that to get you started on that journey. And and if you have like thoughts or questions or please. comments, please feel free to email us oh. them at meyou uh, and jeju at gmail.com or probably better is just contact us at our Instagram Instagram's page. Instagram's great. We love interacting with our listeners. Just remember though, yeah. I really we really want to stress this. We know that we skipped a lot. We know that. That was the point of this. So uh, yeah. no need no need to say don't forget this. We uh-huh. we, we know we just wanted for um I just felt I just feel like it just isn't talked about. And especially with foreigners that live here, I think, you know, we choose to live on this amazing Island Mm -hmm. and we live really nice lives here, but it's really important, which is why I think I started doing this podcast in the first place was it's really important to know the history of, of the place that you have chosen to call your home. Mm -hmm. Um, And Daryl and I feel really strongly about this. So uh, hence this, hence this episode of a brief education, a primer as, as Daryl calls it. <laughs> I like the, yeah, or a handbook, yeah. A handbook, um, uh, uh, no, not even a handbook, dude, like you said earlier, a pamphlet of... A pamphlet, of yeah. basic facts. So. <laughs> but we'll be uh. seeing you, we'll be next time in uh, about another a week from after mm. this release, we'll be releasing, and I'm really excited about that podcast, part two. Yeah. We'll be talking about the apology and what impact that had, and really what an apologist is, because I didn't know that before uh, doing that interview. Yeah, well, we'll talk to you then. Okay, see you soon.